back. I'm sorry for that technical glitch. I just want to welcome you to this broadcast this morning. Um, I'm coming to you other than our usual time. And this is times of navigating a digital change. We've been doing this right from 2020, I think sometime in March or April. And we've continued to now. Uh, sometimes I miss all kinds of technical challenges like this morning. Uh, but I'm happy to just be here with you for the next 20, 30 minutes to share God's word as we've been doing always. It's been so wonderful to be with you. And I want to first of all appreciate, appreciate you. I want to um, express my gratitude. My uh, I want to honor you who have been following this broadcast, those that catch up live, those that catch up later. You know, it's important that we acknowledge you all. And I want to say thank you because your, your following is encouraging. Your feedback is encouraging. It tells us where you are. It tells us the things that are happening in your world by these teachings. And I want to so appreciate you. Uh, Zorina, uh, in fact, the Mohammed family, you've been so wonderful out of Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, friends out of Nigeria, out of Liberia out of Canada, out of Germany, out of the U.S., my dear friend, uh, Kelvin Chambliss. Um, I mean, you're just so amazing, the encouragement and the feedback that you provide on all of these. And as I teach on building the culture of honor, it is just so important to um, acknowledge you all. And there's one little girl, one amazing darling of, of ours out of Trinidad and Tobago, Sierra. Sierra, God bless you. The Lord continue to guide you and cause you to grow in great grace. And the Lord cause you to fulfill your purpose. I mean, for all of us, for all of us being alive in on this side in this new year, it presupposes that God has something more special to do with us. If not, he would have wanted us to check out uh, from this existence and be in the other realm. So for us to be here, for me, it is great appreciation, and I want to say, Sierra, uh, big ups to you. God bless you. The Lord continues to guide you. The Lord expand you spiritually and give you capacity to appreciate and understand some of these things that are taught here and the ones that you will grow up into. The purpose of God here this has run ahead of you and overtaken you. You will not fail. You will succeed. You bring joy and delight to your dad, your mom, entire society, you'll be a woman of great repute, a voice to be heard in the nations of the earth, a woman of great influence that will move things and cause things to be shaped. You are a girl that God has blessed you with a gift of kindness, kindness that's upon you. So God bless you. And I also want to take this opportunity to say thank you to a very wonderful group of people around me. Um, these have been uh, the, the team that has been working with the BNS for uh, some years now. We've had ups and downs, but we've had this team that has been so committed. I can't start running through all their names right now, from Albert to David to Abna to my wife, Gilda, I mean, uh, to Pastor Godwin. Um, Samin, I mean, there's one wonderful Samuel boy among us, Bernard. I can't just mention all the names. 
but I want to say thank you to you BNS folks. I know you will be catching up on this and God bless you. God favor you. Let us arise and build this year and build stronger and build more powerfully and build for increase because we have been blessed by God for increase this year, 2022 and beyond. Now, let me get into this teaching. And if you remember from the very onset of this teaching, I started talking about the page of honor. And I, that, is, that is also one of the reasons why I have to start this morning acknowledging and appreciating and saying thank you to these wonderful friends of ours um, that have always been on this broadcast. And uh, 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 all of us, all of us, I don't know if you have a page of honor, but you, there is a need that you open a page of honor and you begin to go through your existence um, this past 2021 and even before 2021 to begin to mark out these men and this woman whose decision, whose acceptance, whose approval and um, um, attestation of you have given you access, have given you confidence, have brought you to the place where you are. Because, listen, God is a witness to honor. We said that last week. God is a witness to honor. And therefore, whatever we do in giving honor, God receives it personally. Let me put it this way. The Lord takes it personal when we give out honor, when we distribute honor, when we engage in the activity of giving honor. The Lord takes it personal. That is why personally, uh, as a principle discovered through the word of God, I do not despise anybody. I try to keep an open mind and to see from different perspectives and to acknowledge one another because the inheritance of God is found in the saints. We've talked about this before, that we honor one another because of the inheritance of God invested in the saints. Now this morning, I have two things I really want to run through and I want to see, I can do this in the next 15, 20 minutes. And um, let me just also acknowledge Michael Mohammed. Yes, I'm sure you're the one I'm seeing. God bless you, sir, for being on the broadcast. Azarina, God bless you for being on the broadcast. And every other person in the background, I've had some great people, people of great honor, people that um, are respected and uh, in society who said to me, we do follow your broadcast. We do follow your teaching. It's so wonderful. It's so powerful. And um, I want to say thank you to you all for those words of encouragement. Um, it is not easy to do this consistently, to chant out these things consistently. But um, the grace of God and your encouragement. And also, let me also uh, acknowledge those of you who have given to support me personally and support the BNS and all that we do, I want to say thank you because your giving and your support in so many ways have blessed us. Your giving of time, of money, and everything has blessed us. So let's talk about building the culture of honor. And let's talk about how do we honor our leaders, our spiritual leaders, and um, um, our, our bosses and all of those. Um, this principle we can extrapolate and expand to touch uh, the, that broader relationship, the one another thing, the one another gospel and all. So we said last week, it is important that you learn to protect, as part of honor giving, protect your leader. As part of giving honor, protect your leader. Because 
at the end of this particular building a culture of honor series i'm going to look briefly at the consequences of working in this honor because when you work in this honor it can be detrimental and it can go from generations to generation it is biblical you will see it in scripture and you would you would if you work in a prophetic environment you would have ministered to people who would have been uh, 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 who have, would have been working in some case because of the expression of this honor in the past and that continues to affect their generations and children until a stronger hand a stronger grace an ordained place um, in god comes upon them with great grace to break that and release them to begin to walk in their purpose and destiny so it's important uh, to answer i honor you great 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 man of god i mean um, um as you pop up on 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 this broadcast the word of the lord just pop up in my heart again and uh, let me just release that this year you're going to see massive an avalanche of revelatory power because of the teaching capacity that the holy spirit is seeking to unearth in you i want to i want to uh, uh, acknowledge you thank you for being on the broadcast i mean it is it is great encouragement to have great men listen to me, um, uh, uh, listen to what God has invested in me, and I want to say I so appreciate you. Make it, you make it happen. Together we get this done. So we said last week there's a need that you protect your leader. You protect your leader. Do not uncover spiritual leadership. Is the principle. And then we also said that God is a witness to honor. God is a witness to honor. Wife, husband, uh, church leader, church administrator, pastor, emerging leader, youth leader, women's leader. God is a witness to honor. I'm very young. I've been in ministry for over 20 years. I've been doing this for over 20 years. I have loved it. I have had passion for it. Ministry did not just meet me on the road. This is what I'm born to do. It's in my DNA. And as I grow up, I've seen friends make mistakes. I've seen from a distance other young men make mistakes. Young women make mistakes. I've seen church leaders, pastors make mistakes in the midst of arguments, in the midst of um confusions in ministries i've seen people walk in grave mistakes and those things over the years you can see that there is you can see through the eyes the lens of the spirit that there is some veneer of limitation overlaying their existence as a result they are not able to touch the full potential the capacity that you're supposed to walk in I've ministered personally to um, um, some pastors, some, some things I cannot talk about. And, and because of the dishonor for the wife, you can clearly see a limitation that has been upon this man and his ministry. And they somehow they are not willing to step into the next level. So they continue to be at that level. So we say that God is a witness to honor. And therefore, in giving of honor, we want to do it knowing that God receives it personally. God takes it personal. Anything you do to any of his servants. Let's face this reality. This is not about worship of man or worship of some leader. We are talking about eternal principles because when an honor is expressed towards any of his servants, him, God, takes it personal. He takes it as though it is done to him. 
and he 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 comes after people he comes after institutions he comes after nations like in my nation right now that the voices of the prophets seems to want to be muffled and all i mean it is funny because many of these people are just are just working a cycle of repetition where they've not read history um they've not studied the past they've not seen the involvement of prophets um in building nations and so they don't know how to relate to these prophetic capacities they've not seen how daniel how joseph how isaiah how um elijah how elisha um, uh, for example, how Elisha will shape the security system of the nation that he walked in. They have never truly tasted of such dimensions and nor heard them, nor even as though they read them in scripture, but it seems to have fizzled through their thoughts and their mind. And talking about leadership at the highest level in this nation, as a result, policies are passed in some manner to try to muffle the mouth of the voice of the prophet. And what you do not know is that God takes it personal when these things are done and him, God, will turn his back towards you and be on the side of his servant. That is why when God is dealing with any of his servants, assuming a servant of the Lord, a preacher, a man of God, have gone wayward and you can literally see God is dealing with him, never get involved because leave God's business to him. It's just like a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. Leave that husband and wife situation to them. Do not get involved. Do not take sides. Allow God to take his own full course and do what he wants to do. And secondly, um, I think part of the problem in my nation with the prophet also is that many of these prophets have not distinguished themselves to truly express that capacity to make the prophetic um, as a source of policy making and and invest that level of capacity into into shifting the course of the nation than just throwing out flippant words and that one will win and that one will die and that no we need to bring the prophetic hear me prophets of Ghana you need to bring the prophetic into a very stringent capacity and move it to the place where it becomes an investment into policy where the prophetic becomes policy where the prophetic becomes a mighty tool in the hand of God that can begin to affect Sorry, just about that. That can bring society, the landscape of society, changing completely. This is why we are born and called to do this. There are different dimensions of the prophetic. Let people move in their according to their own graces and dimension that the Spirit of God would have given them. However, there's a need that we press. This is steadily. There's a capacity to make adequate eternal investment in building true prophetic capacity that transcend giving of flippant words it is good that we mention the name and addresses it is good that we 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 prophesy people's destiny it is all part of the prophetic however 
it is important that we bring the prophetic into into kingdom building trust kingdom building trust and i believe that it is it is some of these things that our society have never seen they have never truly experienced the power of god the prophetic seems to be locked and banished away from these eternal capacities found inside daniel inside the josephs inside the jeremiah's i mean you listen to jeremiah's prophecy in jeremiah 51 and how god begins to define using humanity as a battle axe the prophetic need to come into strong building trust and kingdom building trust that is able to raise people in a different facet than just giving words for people to be excited okay, lastly on this before i get into my teaching this is a prophetic word to to the prophets out there lastly and to the church we need a body of christ that is truly willing that is not caught up into this frenzy of what is prevalent pervaded what is the in thing and and trending and must be ready to step into a generation of leaders that are prophets apostles evangelists to build them they must give their heart to the build we have we have some wonderful prophets out there who are truly given to building trust of the kingdom but we have a people who are not willing to give themselves to be built according to the pattern found in heaven but are rather willing to be built according to the pattern found in the earth for example in ghana so so that we have the, we have this bunch of wonderful mighty generation a new breed of prophets in the land who will never be accorded the capacity of having a ministry and and having been called by god because they do not do it according to the pattern that is ordained in the nation as a result we have a church that is under arrested development lacks capacity to be able to affect national policy and is not able to contribute adequately to the trajectory that the nation's destiny is supposed to follow and that is why we will have politicians who attend our churches will come and they have this schizophrenic life they come into our meetings and the next thing they are executing a policy that is totally um, 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 far removed from the very intent and the original plan of God for humanity and that will rather destroy people and oppress people and sometimes my heart bleeds my heart bleeds and I ask the question who are the pastors and the church leaders the spiritual leaders that these men submit to and that brings us to the point of honor that if you are out there you are a leader you are a business leader you are you are a pastor you are leading a company you are a political leader you truly submit to a kingdom community listen you should be able to bring honor to your people that you belong to you may never be a leader in that kingdom community but you should be able to bring honor to the people that you belong to uh, by 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 pursuing 
by championing and following after policies that are given that caters to kingdom trust than just a policy that satisfies political, parochial, selfish interests filled with monetary interests and and, and 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 not given to the very intent of God. There is a need that our our leaders will be able to call our church leaders, pastors, people out here in our nation who have voices be able to call your member who is who is something something minister who is something something mp and ask direct question put it before the church put it before the community because he he belongs to that family and is more powerful and ask him would you do this to your own people here than doing and and and, and why would you do this to to entire populace we need values we need a new brand new generation that are values and that are given to honor when we begin to deal seriously with the issue of honor, listen, God is a witness and God will judge you. Let's, let's face reality. This is, not, this is not a prophet calling down fire, but God will judge you in this existence. He will expose you. That is why some of these people, they die deaths that, that you can never think about after flying all the first class, after traveling and having the best of what we call best in this earth, before you realize they are stricken with something that paralyzes them, that they lack the capacity to be able to leave their voice and do the things that they used to do again. And they, they die shameful. They, uh, 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 sometimes you go back and you look at their generations after. The family is disintegrated, broken, and things are strewn everywhere. It's a desperate collection of existence that cannot hold together to build the purpose of God anymore. Be careful because God is a witness to honor. And many out there who are leaders and who are political voices have become a people who are uncovering them. Um, 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 spiritual community do not uncover spiritual community when it comes to honor everywhere you give it God is a witness and the community is a part because it's something called shared life so I don't know why I said all these things but I feel this is a strong prophetic four prophetic um, straws or strands that the Lord has just pulled up this morning to speak out to I believe that somebody we hear this and it will begin to bring correction in our hearts and will begin to mend our relationships. And last, let me say this to pastors out there. If you have broken relationships, if you feel and you have realized over the years you failed to honor your leader in a way you uncover spiritual leadership, go back as part of your page of honor. Go back. Go back to that leader. Say, I am sorry. Buy him a gift and blessing. Begin to mend that broken net and that relationship and begin to build it again. Begin to build it again. Begin to build it again. Today, my energy level is so wonderful. Let me just read some of the comments here. I see, I'm sorry. We are here to see the dimensions of the prophetic in our country. Yes, 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 it's true. We need to see the prophetic as a building tool. I don't know. I don't want to get into all of this, but this year we hope to run some prophetic seminars. Um, as as the days come. Look, 
when the Lord began to clearly expose my understanding towards the prophetic and my ability to walk in this thing and I became very much aware I remember standing with a friend who had been in this for years and I told him I said there is something wrong with the prophetic and I began to go into scripture and began to teach him I remember where we were standing that afternoon after church service we had this uh, 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 um, candid conversation and I was telling him how God want things be how God have designed the prophetic to be and he stood there sheepishly he looked at me as strange as though I'm coming out of Pluto where am I coming from with all of these ideas and I've held onto it over the years I mean I'm talking way back way back way back in 1999 2000 I've held on to this thing for the past 21 22 years 23 years and more and I'm still holding on to it I still hold on to the prophetic ought to come into a kingdom trust a building trust where people are built we have a generation today they are never ready to be built immediately you begin a serious thematic building work with them they disappear they fizzle into the air they would rather be in an environment where there's this frenzy and and this and schizophrenic existence that does not cater to an eternal existence this temporal thing ought to be broken we need to live powerfully and so if you are a member of a community give yourself to those leaders that have given themselves out the Bible says and Ezra set his heart to seek the Lord and to know the law and to teach it in Israel and that is some of these people this wonderful trust people with great kingdom building trust that is what they have done given to seeking the Lord knowing his law so that they can teach it build and design life as God wanted. We will see the power of God if we are given as a community and we're giving truly to our people as and we're giving truly to our leaders and we've given ourselves in the spirit of honor. So let me read Amazon's comment here. The prophetic is the abused wife of the church. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You see, when the prophetic came, everybody became a prophet. Prophet this, prophet that, prophet this, prophet that. It is, it is, it is one of the words that has misconstrued, misused, maligned, beaten, tortured, confused, and 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 made of 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 nothing. So today everybody is a prophet. It ought to be an envied place of a call. And you see, in my country, you have young men, thirty-two years, forty years, dying. Why? You call yourself a prophet, an apostle. You're not called an apostle. And, and the devil comes attacking you. He sends apostolic attacking demons to attack your capacity. And you have no pedigree. And so they wipe you out from the existence. They strike you with some disease and you are gone. May God give us wisdom. The spirit of honor requires so much from us that we walk right, we think right, we behave right, we walk in the exact capacity that God has given us. Reading this, I see Shoba say, fire, fire, fire. Well said. Amzad uh, and I were talking the same thing this morning. God is speaking to you. And I believe as part of the teaching capacity that God is giving you, Amzad, is that he would want to use you to build, to build. We need to build. 
We need a generation that is willing. We need a youth that is willing and giving to, not giving to. Okay, so so some of the prophetic meetings I've just sent to entertainment centers. So somebody is able to mention somebody's name and address, and then you hear the drumming and the blowing of Vuzelis and that excitement, and people are just happy and all of that. It is all good, but let's come into serious business of building. How would I, as a prophet, speak to political people if they belong to my meeting so many of these prophets have had access to political minds and they are available to them they are unable to speak to them from the perspective of political capacity because they themselves are not built enough to be able to speak to engineers as engineers lawyers as lawyers political leaders as political leaders we are not able to speak to this next generation in that same capacity. So we have an arrested development. We have a church that lacks a voice in the earth. A church that cannot, we have a bunch of lawyers in our churches who are lacking kingdom thinking. As a result, many are exodusing from our community and rather finding solace in that thing that is called secular. There's a need that we begin to build right. I am given to building. I want to build a prophetic in a different way. I want to express the prophetic in a different way. I want to affect economic policies. I want to affect financial policies. I want to affect financial crime. I want to affect IT security. I want to impact security of nations. I want to be able to, 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 to speak the mind of God that goes into policy design that affect the economic well-being of a people and safeguard a society. Where are the prophets? May God give us a brand new prophetic spirit in 2020 January 20, 24th of January I had an encounter with the Lord and that encounter I cherish and I hold so dear oh my god I hold so dear and it is in the midst of that encounter the Lord said to me do not pattern yourself after some people if you do you will disappear from the earth and nobody will ever know you I hold it dear and then I started writing up a piece on myself. I said, define by heaven, define me, Lord. And so I keep praying every now and then, seeking the Lord, Lord, define me. How do you want this prophetic thing expressed? How do you want this teaching thing done? Those are the things, the place we ought to come to in this existence. So let me, my time is gone. My time is gone, but let me just use 10 minutes. Let me just touch on something important. How do we honor our leader? The second thing I would have talked about this morning is that we have to be submissive and obedient to spiritual leadership. Please hear me. I know some people have been abused by pastors, prophets, evangelists, apostles, church leaders, church administrators. I know situations where people would want to make love to their husbands because their pastor said go and do it. And if their pastor says do not do it, they submit it. I know of such abusive situation. I know husbands who are very effective in a kingdom community but ineffective at home because their pastor says do not go to bed with your wife. I know people's life have been controlled by church leaders. We are not talking about this level of abuse. We are talking about the spirit of honor where in the word of God as pattern after Christ, Paul said, this is the spirit. 
follow me. Imitate me as I follow Christ, as I imitate Christ. So be obedient to your leaders in that spirit. In that spirit. And this is it. It says, obey those who rule over you. Um, Hebrews 13, 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls. And this is a very serious statement. Let me dwell on this for a moment. Leaders, prophets, apostles, evangelists, our spiritual leaders, they watch over our souls. Many attacks that would have come through to you directly would have to filter through them. This work is no joke. That is why the scripture says in the book of um, Hebrews 5, it said, This honor no man takes upon himself. This call is not something you take upon yourself. So if a man and a woman is found in that capacity, it's because God has placed him there. And once God has placed him there, you and I are supposed to observe this rule of obedience and submission because they are shepherds. They watch over. They are shepherds of, of over our souls. Listen to what it says. It says, for the watch over your souls as those who must give account. Now, that is the other aspect of it. They must give account. They will appear before God and they will give account. They will give account. They will give account. They will give account. They will give account concerning you, concerning me. And therefore, the Bible enjoins us that we submit. We make their work easy. They must give account. Let them do so with joy and not grief, for that will be unprofitable for you. <laughs> that will be unprofitable for you. It will be unprofitable for you because if me as a leader, I stand before God to give an account of you and I said, this gentleman is not committed at all. This gentleman does not honor your leaders. This gentleman does not get involved in anything. This gentleman is not given to be built. This gentleman is always working in offense. And the next thing we saw, Father, he left the community and he began to peddle all kinds of things about us. Lord, he made my work difficult. I shed tears. Listen, please, let me say this to you. Never allow your spiritual leader to go before the Lord crying and shedding tears and mentioning your name. That will be destructive for you. I've prophesied over people. I've spoken over people. I've witnessed people prophesied over and friends. It will not be good for you. Let me read Hamza's comment. Many people cannot take constructive criticism. Yes. 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 Community. Shared life is this. Shared life is this. I have this group of friends. And Hamza, uh, Shoba, um, you may know some of them. And we, 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 we facilitate some trainings here and there. And, 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 and you develop your teaching. You develop your teaching. And you share it with these 12 people. And everybody's looking at your 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 nakedness you are you are exposed to them you are vulnerable and they 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 come back and they are like okay so change this uh, do this you should be able to have that big broad shoulder to accept that correction that criticism and all but many are not able to do so they leave the community please do not make the work of god difficult for your leader i told one of our members over the phone um some few months ago i said you make the work of god difficult 
you make it painful after all the price that is paid, the investment that is made, the giving to hours, midnight, and everything, you leave the work of God to become difficult. Please. May that not be said of you. So be submissive, be given to, be given to um, uh, obedience in the spirit of the pattern after Christ so that it will work with you. Let's do one more and maybe we can continue. Or better still, if I start this, it will take us. So we finish this one next week and then we jump into the consequence of um this issue of dishonor. I want to say God bless you. This is all time can afford us. I'm sorry for being on late, but I'm happy we beat all the challenges to be here. And next week Sunday, we will be on. And next week Sunday, by God's grace, uh, BNS is reopening its meeting uh, 2022. And we're coming into 21 days of fasting and prayer. The Lord has said, bless people of BNS and our great family out there who support us, who connect to us, whose heart is after what we are getting in, we, God has brought us into. Listen. The Lord says increases upon us. And the Lord said we're going to see significant things, significant things to walk in. The Lord said if we're going to be able to maintain the, the, the results that we have we have we have gathered previously and to be able to make an upward pull, then prayer is key. Tons of prayer. I'm talking about significant amounts of prayer so from on the 9th we're starting 21 days of fasting 6 a.m to 6 p.m and uh, every tuesday we shall meet like we do every tuesday we shall meet through tuesday to thursday and then um the fridays 14th and 21st is going to be an all night that we're going to just lift our voices to be heard in the corridors of heaven nothing moves on the side if there are not men and women who come into connection with the Father in His will to pray them into manifestation. God bless us. The Lord, the Lord, take what I've shared today, expand you, and within your own context, the Lord keep and bless you and give you great understanding. Thank you so much, Shoba. Thank you so much, Muhammad. Thank you so much, Amsa. Thank you, Zarina. Thank you, Nazmoon. God bless you all. Thank you, Theophilus. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. The Lord, the Lord be with you. Thank you. Thank you. So God bless you. The lights are out here. I'm doing this without any extra brightness today. So God bless you. And we will see again next Sunday, 8 a.m. GMT. Hopefully we'll be here. And, and in the evening we will be on. We will lift our voices to be heard in the corridors of heaven. I want to see increase. I want to. Hey, Aniek, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, dear sister. God bless you. Good to have you all on this call, and I'll see you again. The Lord favor you. It's a building season, and people must be given to. We must have leaders who will be able to call their, their people who are politicians and say, correct your ways. You were not taught this in the kingdom. Thank you. It is bye-bye for now. God bless you. We bless God. I want to welcome you this morning on this side to Times of Navigating Unusual Change. My name is Mark Agbeko, and um, this we do joyfully. This we do every um, uh, Sunday, and I trust that this has been bringing you a lot of blessing, a lot of impartation, a lot of grace has been transmitted through this. 
as the knowledge of God continues to be transmitted to us in this season. I just want to welcome you and I want to say, share this, invite a friend to connect to this. Um, and I believe it's going to bless um, uh, your friend. It's going to bless your relationship. Shoba, good morning. Good morning. Today we we happen to be propping up um, a bit early. And I believe that God will bring her into full expression of his intents and purposes for her. So let's set out and get into the word of God this morning and see what God has for us. Um, gradually, uh, as though we want to pull a curtain on building a culture of honor, God keeps throwing in um, uh, new bits and all of that to expand the horizon. So it's never going to stop right now, but uh, it's going to continue. And I'm hoping that after um, a couple of um, this and a couple of uh, uh, presentations, we will we'll move over to begin to talk about um, the word of a prophet. If we talk about the word of a prophet, we're not referring specifically to a prophet. So we're coming to that. Um, we're referring to capacity of men or the capacity of men who have been called to lead and what the grace of God is upon them and what it can do. So uh, let's get into this right now. Um, we've been talking about building a culture of honor. Um, I've had some good feedbacks, I mean, from Shoban, from um, uh, Amza, from other friends, uh, both within Ghana and outside and all. Other colleagues, I mean, this is really a blessing. And we're looking forward to see more of God come through this to pull and to strengthen them. So we we talked about how do you show honor. Now, remember this, because we're going to come back to it. Honor starts with God. So how do you show honor? Honor starts with God. Then we're going to come to that single statement where we discuss you and God, the giving of honor. And that applies at every level. It applies to you as a man of God, a woman of God, a church administrator in your capacity, um, as a lawyer, as a business person, wherever you find yourself, you and God, the giving of honor, because that is where honor truly uh, starts from. As honor is birthed in the heart and the heart position expresses it, and, um, and, 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 and that is the seat of honor, that honor truly starts with God. So we talked about how to show honor, and we said that there's a need that we understand that the heart, we, we understand the heart of honor. We talk about that extensively. And we got some wonderful feedback on that, how somebody shared this thing has impacted me and changed the way I see my husband. I receive him as God's choice, God's elect, God's um, set man for me. And I will not look at him any longer because um, I live with him and see him as ordinary. That thing... Uh, of seeing one another as ordinary can damage uh, or can create severe damage to um, um, what God would want to do through each and every one of us in terms of bringing about the inheritance in the saints. So it's important that we begin to place value on one another in, in the light of how God sees my brother. How does God see you? I must be able to see 
you in the same manner. I must see through the Father's eye. It is only through the Father's eye we can see rightly, we can see correctly, we can see um, as God wants us to see. Then we said, protect your pastor, protect your spiritual leader. Many, many, many people do not protect their pastor. They, they yank them out and give them to the wolves and the dogs to, to numb them, to, to destroy them. We don't want to be a people who contribute to dishonor. We want to be a people that protect our leaders. We cover their nakedness, so to say, in court, and so that they can continue to stand and do what God has called them to do. We also said last week that we ought to be submissive and obedient. And I'm not saying being submissive, uh, to become submissive and obedient um, uh, in this way. Let me put it this way. Become loyal to a fault. Some people are so loyal to their own heads and to their own destruction. Where a church leader will have to determine where, when somebody can spend time with his family, when, when, when the husband can spend time with the wife, that is evil, that is antichrist, that is witchcraft, that is not kingdom leadership. And we don't want to submit to such, but we want to submit to men and women that grant us the freedom. There is a principle in scripture, and I've always tipped it as the quintessential, that distinctive uh, characteristics of an apostolic environment. That is the principle of freedom. We must be able to lead people, giving them the freedom to choose where to go, where to be, who to be with without we controlling them and they must know that they are responsible so we teach people to make right choices we teach people to walk correctly we teach people to ensure that they are guarded by the holy spirit because we leaders are not the holy spirit leader you are not the holy spirit you cannot guide your people wherever they are but your voice through the through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit can leave an impression on their hearts and direct them because the Holy Spirit is speaking through you. That word becomes his word and, and the word of the Lord is eternal and it transcends. And so wherever they find themselves, they are able to connect to that voice of the Holy Spirit, hear the word of the Lord behind their ears and listen. So we want to we want to groom people right. We, we want to allow people to develop a healthy spirit of, of honor, a culture of honor. If you see your people giving you some level of submission and making you a demigod, you would want to guide them out of that space um, that could lead to evil, that could lead to destruction, and teach them right so they can give honor correctly. Uh, it can be delicate. Because naturally people can take things overboard. But mature people, when we grow people, when we groom them and they are matured, they know where the limit ends. They know when to give honor. They know how to give honor. They do not create demigods out of men that God have empowered to do his work and to partner with them and to cause destinies to release. They actually do that which God will want them to do in the giving of honor. 
And last week, we said something very powerful. And if you miss it, you would want to go back to that recording because there was a voice of the Lord in the midst of the teaching. And God spoke clearly. God spoke specifically. God spoke his mind nationwide. He spoke his mind to the church. He spoke his mind to the prophets. He spoke his mind to how we ought to begin to constitute ourselves in the releasing of the prophetic, in creating impact and creating traction for the kingdom to continue to accelerate forward and hinder. So this morning, um, I just want to consider one principle and next week we jump into another. And this principle is when we talk about giving of honor, how do I do it? There is a need that I minister to my leader, your pastor, your apostle, your prophet, your um, your boss, your immediate boss, your, your husband's mother, your wife's mother. Maybe you were married. Let me throw in this. Maybe you were married and right from the onset of the marriage, you realize that there were some family issues in terms of you being received into that family you must begin to build a very strong culture of honor to navigate through to come into the heart of that um woman that uh, that woman whether your 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 wife's mother or your 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 husband's mother whether your uh, wife's father or your husband's father you want to build a very strong culture of honor by reaching out to this woman from time to time not long she will become your friend. She will defend you. She will help for this marriage to continue to stand. But if you continue to stand against that woman, that man, and want to fight back because maybe something happened five years ago, three years ago, and so you want to hold on to it and fight back, I tell you, if you're not careful, you will destroy your home. Your home will be disintegrated. There will not be cohesion. And so I pray that the Lord will give you wisdom and bless you and give you understanding in this little piece that I've thrown out there. So we need to be able to minister to our spiritual leader. We need to be able to minister to um, a prophet, the pastor, the apostle, our bosses, and in physical things and in material things. Hear me. As much as you would need to pray for him, and that is important, minister to him spiritually, pray for him. Pray for him. Speak well of him. Speak blessing upon him. Ask that the Lord will increase that which he has committed into his hand to do. Ask that the Lord will protect his children. I told my folks um, in a meeting on Wednesday and Thursday, uh, the week passed, and I said, listen, I want you to pray for me so that I do not make wrong, I do not make bad choices, and I do not, I do not, I make the right decisions, yes. I make the right decisions because the decisions that I make can impact you. When things go wrong and it finds itself into the public domain, it can begin to impact you wrongly because of the relationship we have, the trust relationship we have, the, the shared life and community relationship we have. So pray for your spiritual leader. Spend time. Set out three weeks, uh, sorry, three days in the week, Monday, Wednesday, and, and Friday or Sunday morning. Spend 30 minutes. Spend an hour. If you do not have the capacity for 30 minutes, you just start with little steps, baby steps. 10 minutes every day. I want to mention the name of my pastor, my leaders, the administrator in my community, those key leaders, the youth leader. I want to pray for them. I want to pray that God will keep them. God will keep their family. The Lord will be with them. The Lord will guide them. The Lord will prosper them. The Lord will cause the work in their hands 
to increase to increase listen um there's something i'll talk about it's um not now not now it's about the giving of honor you you as a leader and other leaders who may not be within your own community that is a very important thing we need to talk about because very often people within um, a certain community tends to build a barrier and see people coming from another community as not fit to receive honor and that is dishonor also because we know no longer anyone after the flesh so we're coming to that you and other leaders the giving of honor and that is like a talk to leadership a straight talk to leadership and we talk about that um in the days coming so minister to your spiritual leader in physical and material things first corinthians chapter 9 the verse um, 11 through 12 and 13 through 14 15 16 is broken in that fashion so we can see a certain light now listen first corinthians 9 11 through 12 if we have some spiritual things for you it is sorry is it a great thing if we reap your material things paul was asking the church in Corinth, if others are partakers of this right over you if others are partakers of this right over you are we not even more do you see so there was a situation in the korean church where others who did not sow who did not invest who did not minister i keep saying this always in john chapter 5 we know the story of a man that was healed at the pool of Bethesda. now the bible tells us that jesus having found him now all of us who understand a bit of english having found him simply means to me means jesus kept looking around for this man so he can see him only to find him sitting in the synagogue have men found him this man was healed but he ended up in a synagogue perhaps giving a testimony in another's environment having found him so paul is saying that we have ministered to you we have invested spiritual capacity we have impacted our lives to you that is what leaders do they impact their very lives to you they in they, they, they live among you and impact their the spiritual excellence received of god to you spiritual capacity impartation is released into your life and paul says that if others who did not so come into this space and partake and have even a right over you to that extent this church allowed these people who did not have anything to do with their genesis who did not have anything to do in fact some of them were even teaching another christ who did not have anything in relation to the investment of Christ and then having this right to partake in material things over them Paul said if others are partakers of this right over you are we not even more are we not even more yes yes are we not even more nevertheless we have not used this right but endure all things lest we hinder the gospel of Christ I mean Paul outlines a very basic principle in how honor can be invoked out of the people of god that it is not done 
with coercion. That it is not done forcefully, even if it's right. That it is done with great honor and great respect to Christ. Because when we begin to exact honor from our people, what happens is that we invariably begins to hinder the continuity, the acceleration of the gospel of Christ, gaining momentum in the environment that we find ourselves. Even among the people we preach. So, what we do? We must decrease. I like that, Shoban. We must decrease so that he increases. And so, in that regard, we speak the language of the Spirit among the mature, that we have this right, but we do not use this right for our own benefit. We do not exert it. Honor must not be exerted. Honor must not be demanded. Honor, respect must not be demanded and coerced and forcefully gained. Respect must be received because a people are taught and have become matured and have honor for Christ. Because now listen, you is giving honor. If you do not release that honor, the giving of honor to that leader, you are also going to cause the gospel of Christ to be hindered in several ways. That some of these leaders will go through certain frustrations in order to be able to teach and lead and even live the life that they ought to live that brings honor to God and to yourself and to the people at large in the community. And we cause, because of the lack, because of the limitations, because of the financial frustration, um, I said it before, do not allow your leader to lead you poor. No, don't do that. Don't do that. It's dishonor to you. Do not allow your leader to lead you struggling. It is dishonor to you. Do not allow your leader to lead you hungry. I read a piece of um, an article, some I think about two years or three years back, that there was a church meeting, a church gathering, that was a church had gathered. And... Uh, one little girl was found weeping in, um, in the bathroom. And um, when this um, a person went talking to her, and apparently this is actually the leader who was preaching powerfully out there in the meeting, who was speaking to the meeting and instructing the meeting. That is one of the children, the daughter, was actually crying. And when this person went finding out, he said, the whole of yesterday, we never ate. We didn't eat. There was no food at home. And this morning, we came to church and we still didn't eat. And because of the hunger, this little girl was crying. Do not allow your leader to lead you poor, to lead you struggling, to lead you frustrated. Minister to him in, 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 in spiritual things and in material things, physical things. Maybe you traveled, you went on a business trip, buy him, buy him some powerful iPad, buy him some computer, buy him some phone, buy him some gift, put him on your monthly something, send um, airtime, data to his phone, do something to provoke, put, put some money every month in an envelope, give it to him without expecting anything back. I have done this and I continue to do this around leaders, people that I have relationship with that um, have gone ahead of me and people that I imagine. When I walk into environments, I want to part with things to, 
young men, young women around me that can bless them and strengthen them and cause their ability to be able to come among us to work. When I go among leaders, I go to leaders, um, 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 there were certain leaders, I, don't, I can't mention them, and every time I visit their meeting once a month or every week, um, I put some money, I set aside money in an envelope and I give to them, I just bless them, I bless them and, and I see people scrambling for uh, hands to be laid on them, I just want to bless and walk away, not because um, I'm too rich, not, not, not because I'm rich, <laughs> not because I have it all, but I understand the principle of honor and in my little space, I feel like this depends on me and I want to do this little space to push this leader and I don't know what God is using that to do in my life. So do these things, bless them, material things, bless them, let me repeat it, bless them in material things. Do not become um, so... Um, I'm so excited, holding back. Bible says there is one that scatters and gains more, but there is another that holds back. It leads to poverty. Do not hold back to lead to lead your life into poverty. Minister to them because there are there are men who do not have rights over you, and we find people gravitating that way and rather blessing them when their leader continues to struggle. Listen. A friend told me this, and these are practical realities. And if he happens to come across the story, he knows he told me, and he will he will take it right. Um, there's a leader in 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 Ghana, uh, far away, very far away from this environment. I am told that this leader um, prayed for somebody, prayed for somebody. The person he prayed, he spent time, days. They would need, they would pray, and things began to turn around. And this man began to work in mighty finances. I'm talking about mighty finances. And so he had this huge contract and he took this huge tithe. And you know what he did? He went to other environments and gave the bigger chunk out of the tithe. And then he came to this pastor who's been praying for him and said, your community is a very small community, so you don't need a lot of money. If, as a matter of fact, he needed a lot of money to expand that community and do stuff for his community and empower his community and get things running. And this man took meager, very meager, insignificant to this one. To this one. Listen to me. You don't do that. You, you must learn how to give honor right. So... Paul said, there are men who do not have the right over you, but we who have the right, we do not exercise it, we do not exert it. Now, the verses uh, 13 and 14. Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the holy, or eat of the things of the altar? Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple, sorry, and those who serve at the altar, partake of the offerings of the altar, partake of the offerings of the altar. Please, 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 let, 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 me, let me finish reading. Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Even so, the Lord has commanded, please hear me, this is a command. The giving of honor is a command where is it in the old testament no new testament are there commands in the new testament 
Yes, the Bible tells us in the book of 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, it says, little children, I command you. My God. Jesus said in the book of Matthew, he said, you people have made the word of God of no effect. You have disrespected God. You have dishonored God by going after your own father's traditions other than the commandments of God. New Testament. And Paul says that even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach, he has commanded. It's an established divine order that when I teach of the, of, of the kingdom, when I preach of the kingdom, when I teach of the gospel of the kingdom, I live from it. That there is sustaining power and ability within the teaching of the gospel that sustains he who teaches it. And it flows from the top of this verse that we have the right, but we do not exact from you. And that when we minister in holy things, we must eat of the things of the temple, the things brought into the temple, the offerings, the blessings, the opportunities. The, 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 so, so please, bless your leader. Bless him, bless him, embarrass him. This year, embarrass him. Make him to feel frustrated with embarrassment till he begins to pour out words of blessing upon you in such a manner. Look, the laptops that I use for some years right now, for some years right now, is always given by a certain young man within my community. Even though sometimes he's unstable, so so unstable, but it's always given. Always given. The laptops that I use, I say to the glory of God and that God will bless him. It is he. I call him midnight. I said, my laptop has fallen and broken. He says, what can I do? I says, um, I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And he would go all out and get my laptop working. He would go all out and change it for me immediately. He would send me a message when I am not looking for it. He says that, he says that I have this machine for you. Would you like it? Come on, bless your leader. Bless your leader. Buy him some, some good MacBook. Empower him so that the teaching of this gospel will be, will be done properly. Getting some equipment. I do this broadcast from my phone always. It's, it's a very small phone, but it has powerful things. We need technology to do this. We need, we need resources. To bless your leader to be able to get this word out. Another way you can honor him, let me say this quickly. When you find what he has taught, throw it out there, send it out there, shoot it out there. Because sometimes people are so afraid to share what their leader is sharing that um, maybe they think of backlashes. Share it because it is the word of the kingdom. If it's the word of a man, that word will fail. But share that word that is of the kingdom. Even so, the Lord has commanded honor. Giving of honor and ministering to your spiritual leader is a command. Let's read down verses 15, 16, down to 18. Let's read down. It says, but I have used none of these things, even though it's commanded. I, Paul, have used none of these things. So we see in this scripture, Paul outlining a basic, a basic threshold of how honor must be received um, by the leader. And how honor must be provoked and invoked out of the leader. These people are being taught to see through the eyes of maturity to act right. I did not use this. I did not exact it. I did not force it. I did not demand money from you. I did not demand food from you. I didn't do that, Paul is saying. And leader, 
That is how we have to live. But people of God, we must hear the voice of God, the frustration that this leader is going through, how the gospel of the kingdom can be hindered if your support does not go to this leader. Now, I, but I didn't. I did not use none of these things. Nor have I written these things that it should be done so to me. For if it would, if for it would be better for me to die, that that anyone should make my boasting void. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That anyone should make my boasting void. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul is talking about the struggle. Paul is talking about the opportunities that others who did not invest in are earning from. But at the same time, he's outlining a very strong principle of existence of how he gets guarded so he did not get into error. And then also, he is outlining a very strong principle that he does this teaching, this spreading of the gospel of the kingdom, even to his own head, even to his own head. He says, woe is me if I do not preach it because necessity is laid on me. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. Leader, this is it. So as much as we must minister to in physical things and spiritual things, we understand that we do this because necessity is laid on us, not because we are highlings. There are a number of servants. One of them is a highling. He only come because he will be paid. Paul is not a highling. Leader, you are not a highling. But people of God must be matured and to be able to minister to their leader. This is beautiful. Listen, let me just finish reading. Um, let me finish reading. It says, for if... I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, I will have been entrusted with, um, I have been, in, sorry, but if against my will, I have been entrusted with a stewardship, what is my reward then? That when I preach the gospel, I may have, I'm sorry, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, without putting bills on them, <laughs> without putting a bill on it. <laughs> This, this, this is a very serious matter. We know preachers who go to places before they come preaching. They said, "How much are you going to pay me?" Yes, we know the principle in Scripture where David says, "What will be given to the man?" But listen, we are talking about Christ here. We are talking about Christ here. Would they put a bill? Said the minimum that I receive when I speak at meetings is hundred thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. I do not do this with a chart on it. This is what is my reward. That when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge. That I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. That I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. That, that, that's a different shape of things altogether. Now, let me show you a principle in scripture. Go with me to Luke chapter 4. I hope I got it right. Luke chapter 4. And let's talk about that story briefly, and then we draw the curtain on this morning's conversation. Luke chapter 4, the verse 24 through 26. Luke chapter 4, the verse, the verse 24 through 26. And Jesus is telling us a very powerful story. And he said, 24, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted 
in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows, many widows, underline that, underscore that, many widows, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Please, can we change this narrative that among us, our own leaders will be accepted and honored? Very often, we tend to honor the people outside. That was what Paul was saying. He was actually saying, these people have no right. They have no investment of Christ in you. But you have actually poured out all blessings upon them and even allowed them to have authority over you and exact it. They demanded it. They beat it out of you. They tell you if you do not bring it, you, a curse will fall on you. And so you are confused and you are running helter scatter. Your leader will not pronounce a curse upon you, who will always pronounce a blessing on you, who will rise midnight and pray over you and watch over you, watch over your soul and pray that you will succeed in your work with Christ and in everything you do and defend you and fight and ward off all evil. In the capacity that God has placed him in, he does not receive that honor. No prophet is accepted in his own country. People of BNS, accept me as a gift of God. And that is the way you accept your leader. Receive your, your leader in your community as a gift of God to you. He's a gift. A gift of God loaded from heaven. There was a man, his name was John. He's a man born in a certain poor home or rich home or average home, middle class home. He is a man. He has all the limitations that be. But the Bible says he was sent from God and his name was John. He is a sent man, called of God, loaded and packaged. And he has a divine connection. He has an ability that transcends the ordinary. That is able to do that which God would want to do in your life by that connection. As you listen to this broadcast, I believe that there is a grace that transmits through this broadcast to create an impartation and an acceleration in your life to put a blessing and to create a healing even in your knee because I've seen somebody with a pain in the knee and that grace touches you and removes that completely, completely, completely. The side of your knee, this pain is on the side of your knee, the side of the knee. It is severe and and the lord is touching and healing you so these investments are in ordinary men and these men do not own a right to it but it is given because they don't they are sent sent meaning they have no west of their own they have no power of their own man of god uh, uh, administrator a uh, uh, church leader a uh, 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 leader in, in in certain capacity with the, in the company they have no right of their own no power of their own no authority of their own no teaching of their own no message of their own everything that they have is given it is because they are sent and i'm saying this with you that you will be able to be established in the will and the purpose and the intent of god no prophet is accepted in his own country. Let's change this narrative. 25. But I tell you, truly, truly, many widows, underscore that, were in Israel. Many widows were in Israel. All We are all the same community. In the days of Elijah, we all know Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout the land. Many, willow, many widows were in the land. Many business people were in the land. 
this widow, you understand the condition of a widow is a woman. Um, a woman in scripture points to uh, a number of things. One of them is the Holy Spirit. Depending on where he, uh, where this woman for where is a good woman, a woman filled with the, the Spirit of God and, and, and displaying uh, the characteristics of the kingdom. We talk about the Holy Spirit. We talk about the church. A woman is symbolic of the church. That is one of the imagery scriptures here. So many churches were in the land. Many churches were in the land. The woman can represent you. Many of us were in the land, in the same community, the same country. Many churches were in the land. And there was a famine for three and a half years throughout the land. 26. But to none, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Zidon to a woman who was a widow. <laughs> The scripture is so explicit, specific, outlining all the details of the negativities that you could con con consider. Many, my God, many, my God. Wow. I see Michael wanting to join me. I'm going to... Pause, Michael. Maybe you want to make a comment. I'm going to allow you to do that, sir. Unless, of course, it's a mistake. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Many widows were there. This widow was in the region of Zidon. Let me show you some things in scripture. Was in the region of Zidon. I don't want this to be lengthy, but it continues to expand itself and grows. Was Station in the region of Zidon in Israel inside the body of Christ in the family the heavens were shut three and a half years but only this widow to Eli was Elijah sent to only this widow was Elijah sent to why was it so? Why was it so? This woman lived in a city of Zidon, and Zidon, an ancient city and a wealthy city of the Phoenicians. Zidon was one of the ancient cities and the wealthy place of the Phoenicians. It's a coastal, a Mediterranean, um, uh, 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 a lace on a coastal Mediterranean outline um, in that region. Now, being coastal means it's a bustling place of business and great activity in a place of great wealth. There were other rich people. When you come, when you go into certain cities, you know the condition of the city. There were other rich people, full of wealth. I'm sure they had sacks of money. They had food stored up. I know some rich folk that had food stored up in their refrigerator six months, uh, one year. And after one year, they brought some of the meat out and they had developed all kinds of things and they had to throw them away. They had to give them away and throw them away. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. This woman was in such an environment, but she had only a bowl of meal. I'm not going to read that scripture in uh, First Kings. Um, um, I want you to go read that scripture in First Kings. I think First Kings seventeen. First Kings seventeen. Take time and read First Kings seventeen about this widow. Look at the 
characteristics spell out in the life of this woman. She was a widow. She had only a bowl of a meal and a jar of a jar of water. She had a son. And the Bible says that God told Elijah, go to the gate of Seraphat. I have instructed somebody to take care of you. Now Elijah gets to, now this is it, Elijah gets to the gate of Zarephath. This widow is picking sticks to go and prepare food for him, herself and the son. And uh, God says, I have instructed somebody to take care of you. Was it that when this woman saw Elijah, she didn't know? Or was God lying that he has instructed somebody? So Elijah being a man of discernment, speaking to this woman, provokes, provokes honor out of her can you give me a water some glass of water to drink he said okay i'm gonna okay but can you prepare some cake for me some bread for me something to eat and he says well we just have a small bowl and some little water we want to just prepare and eat so that now we wait to die this woman gives out of she gives to honor elijah out of nothingness nothingness Nothingness. Some of us are waiting till we become wealthy before we can begin to support our leaders. That is wrong. Out of nothingness. God blesses you out of nothingness when you are given out of nothingness. Think about the widow's might in the New Testament. Out of nothingness. Out of nothingness. Absolutely nothing. He blesses you. And she goes, you know the narrative. She's a widow. She's at the gate of Zarephath. She's in the region of Zidon, rich wealthy place inside Israel. Um, she has a son. She has just nothing. And she gives out of the nothingness. Church, if we're going to receive this spirit of Elijah, again back into our communities and our homes and our lives. Now take, take note. Elijah was sent to her home. Elijah's spirit can come into your home that you must not wait to meet it in the church. If we're going to receive the spirit into our home, into our lives, into our businesses, our businesses, oh God, our businesses, oh God, listen to me. There's a need that we position ourselves right. Out of nothingness, giving, ready to receive this grace. She has a son. She has an ability for the next generation to emerge. Church, we must begin to invest into the next generation adequately. Adequately. I'm saying so many things in, in just simple words. Adequately. Next generation. That readiness for the next generation releases the spirit of Elijah. That fathering dimension of Elijah. She had no hope, but the giving, of, the giving out of nothingness provokes the blessing. Her capacity to be sustained throughout the season of famine lies in the fact that she meets Elijah and she honors Elijah. And the meal and the water multiply and sustain them. God bless you. I want to stop here. Michael, are you there? I see that you sent me an invite. You want to be part of us, uh, part of the conversation this morning. I just released that. Let me see if you are there. We give some two, three minutes. Maybe you want to make some comments. I don't know, sir. Um, so, friends, this is it. The giving of honor requires that you minister to your spiritual leader in physical things.
Do not allow him to lead you struggling, hungry, and poor. People who are in our community, do not allow me. And I say this boldly because it will bless you. It's a, it's a manner in which God has commanded and established for things to be done. Do not allow me to lead you struggling and poor and confused. I come and my he he becomes my she she, my she she becomes my he he. Everything is confused. Do not allow me to lead you frustrating and I come releasing frustration upon you. Sustain me in prayer. Sustain me in any way that the Lord will provoke you to do. There's a need for divine helpers to come along so that we can strongly build our communities. I don't think Michael um, is ready for this. So God bless you, friends. And the Lord be with you. It's been wonderful coming your way this morning. Today, BNS, we get started off with our uh, 21 days of fasting. Okay, Michael, I got you. I got you. 21 days of fasting and prayer. 21 days of fasting and prayer today. We get started. And uh, we will be online. Those of us who are far or far off, we will be online. The Zoom link um, is available and you can connect to this meeting and be part of us. It will also be broadcasted on uh, our social media handles at Basilia News VS and uh, Facebook. Um, and you can be part of this on Northgate Global on my personal uh, blog page on Facebook as well, Mark Albergo. You can be part of this. If you're looking for some of the teachings that we have done, you will find them on YouTube um, under Mark Albergo. And then if you do podcasts, if you do podcasts, just go to any of the podcast channel. I think we are available on about eight or 11 channels, Overcast, Podbean, and um, um, Spotify and, and others. Uh, Anchor and others, uh, Google Podcasts, and you will find some wonderful teachings that we've done and some of the ones that are on Facebook are also uploaded there from time to time. And every task, this task, we started our meeting and we want to pray through the month of January online. Every task from 8 p.m. 20.00 GMT, Kingdom Learning Space, weekly online Bible study will be live. And we want to pray throughout this month of January and we want to pray. We're hearing some powerful testimonies. And this coming Thursday, please, please, please be on the, on the call. And you'll be amazed to hear what God is doing. I want to say God bless you. The Lord favor you. We will be live today at 5.30 p.m. from the auditorium of the BNS, BNS opposite um, the satellite hotel in Tema Community 9. If you're in Tema, if you're in Ashraman, if you're in Accra, I want to invite you. 5 p.m. Come into the auditorium. It's open, well-centered, and well-refreshed, and cool enough. Come and let's join us together and let our voices be heard in the corridors of heaven. And throughout this 21 days of fasting and prayer, we're going to the um, meeting um, um, Tuesday through Thursday at 5.30 p.m. And every Friday, we're going to have um, a prayer night starting from 9 30, 9, 9.30 p.m. to early hours of the morning, 4 a.m. And you want to be part of this. We really want to pray. The Lord has called us to come into increase this year. And one of the things that will release it is the power of prayer. And lastly, lastly, throughout, starting from next week, um, Sunday, four Sundays of divine transactions. We want to transact with God in our hearts 
and in our lives for transformation, for acceleration, and for kingdom momentum. And so I want to invite you. You are in Tema, you are in Ashaman, you are in Accra, you are in Nungwa, you are in Teshi. Uh, I'm inviting you come to Tema Community 9, locate the satellite hotel, right opposite the satellite hotel, you'll see Basilia News Fears. Every um, Sunday, for, sorry, every Sunday at 5, 5.30 p.m. God bless you. I want to stop here. And the Lord favor you. Let the healing of God be upon you. And I pray for my, my little darling, Sierra. Tuesday is your birthday. Happy birthday to start with. And the Lord's grace be upon you. The Lord continue to guide you. The Lord provide for daddy and mommy to continue to steer you forward in the intent and purposes that he has for you. God bless you all. Michael, God bless you. Shoma, God bless you. Samuel, I saw you. God bless you. Theophilus, God bless you. Um, all of you, all of you out there, God bless you. Thank you for making it always. See you, and it's bye-bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.